How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today I'm thrilled to be here for another installment of Flourishing Together, a monthly segment dedicated to curated conversations with industry insiders, sharing wisdom and strategies for improving your work and well-being. Today, I am delighted to introduce you to Linda Yates, who is known as the Image Energizer. Her focus is working with individuals and organizations to teach them how to become profitable in communicating their image. She has motivated over 10,000 individuals representing multiple Fortune 500 companies throughout North America. She's the author of two books, which I will be sure to add to the show notes, Uncover the Possible, 12 Steps to Success, and Beyond the Clothes, Image, and Presence, Six Steps to Energize Your Personal Brand, which is the topic that we're going to discuss today. Linda also hosts the Women's Leadership Podcast called Interrupt, which I had the joy and privilege to be a guest on a few weeks ago. And Linda is married to her best friend and a mother to three extraordinary individuals. And fun fact, Linda grew up barrel racing and has run in 50 states, which is such a cool hobby and accomplishment. So Linda, welcome. It is so good to have you here today. Thank you. I am so honored to to come full circle with you as well. I just loved having you on my show. It was so much fun to visit with you and get your insights on leadership. So thank you so much for for, uh, the offer opportunity to come back and visit again with you. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, before we hit record, Lynn and I were talking about this world of podcasting and the connections that you make and how joyful it's been for, for both of us getting into this work. So... Um, So I am thrilled to have you here. I'm thrilled that we connected when we did, Linda, because the topic of fashion and professional branding and workwear comes up in so many conversations that I have with heart-based job seekers. And I find it fascinating how what you put on your body impacts how you act, how you feel, how you show up in the world. And I think this comes from, as you know, my story in my early years, my workwear, my uniform was steel-toed boots, an oversized polo, and a hairnet. And that definitely was not super motivating. So I'm excited to chat about this with you today. So let's get started with your background. How did you get into the work of studying and writing about the psychological effects of clothing? 
it started quite frankly when I was 13 years old. Wow. It was uh, an interesting experience. My in my church, my youth leader had introduced me to this network multi networking company that sold and taught about skincare and makeup. And so again, I was 13, and I was extremely interested, and my curiosity was very, very piqued about that. And I, I basically attribute that experience to my first sales opportunity in that I convinced my parents that they needed to invest. It was about $300 at the time, which was a lot of money. It was a long time ago for them. And I'm, I'm really grateful that they would support me in that. And I was sitting in a, a conference, my first professional education conference, and learning about the product and the process. And part of the the... We had the product, yes, but it was really about the process and helping individuals and clothing and body shape was all a part of that. And as this woman was speaking and training, she made me see something inside of myself that I hadn't seen at that point. And I knew, I, she made me see what was possible for me at, in my life. And I knew at that moment that that's what I wanted to be doing at some point in my my future, my career, was helping others pull out that potential within themselves. And that's really, quite frankly, when it all started. And I have always been very fascinated with how clothing and food and makeup, and even your environmental surroundings, how all these different things impact your energy and how you show up in the world. Because I've seen how it's impacted myself. And then, you know, 30 years later, when I started out on my own journey, which was 10 years ago, I've seen that happen with my clients. So I I know, I know this, these things that I've studied throughout these many years are definitely impact what happens emotionally, physically, mentally, so that then all of those things are impacted in our lives. For sure. And what an impactful story. If I rewind to when I was 13 and what an impressionable time in a girl's life and to be able to, you know, have parents that supported you and were you know, having that experience, I guess, at such a young age and then having that carry you forward, I think is so impactful and remarkable. And I always talk about energy, especially around the fact that I believe work should really generate energy. It shouldn't be life-sucking. Mm -hmm. And clothing and what you wear and how you show up is a huge piece of that. And when you're wearing or forced to wear, like I was, something that just mm -hmm. is not a fit for you, it can really it can really diminish things for you. And with career being such a big aspect of someone's life, you know, it, it should be something that fits. So thank you for, for going back and sharing that, that start to your, your story. It's really fascinating. I comment on with regard to the uniform that you were talking oh, yes. about, you know, and I think actually this came up when we, you and I were speaking, how uniforms have evolved, which is phenomenal, and that they have become... Uniform companies are making them where they are female friendly. Yes. Or again, more fitted in a way, but still 
Even if you, for those of you that may be listening, that you're like, well, I wear a uniform. What does that mean? There are still ways that you can wear your uniform and feel confident and positive and empowered just because in, with regard to your care, how you style it, if you will, and there may still be you know, constraints, but there's still, there's still opportunities, even if you have a uniform, that you may feel like, well, this doesn't really show my personality of who I am, but there are still ways, so... I'm so glad you said that. I'm huge on accessories. <laughs> and so I feel like styling and accessorizing an outfit or a uniform that might not be a perfect fit is a really great way to kind of get around that. But then at the same time, if you are making a change, a career change, and that's something that's really important to you, maybe that's an element that you take into consideration when making your decision. So I love that you brought Absolutely. that forward. Thank you. Now, would you be willing to share a time when either you encountered a personal situation that really illustrated the impact of clothing choices on either yourself or an individual that you worked with? You bet. So I'm very fascinated with color and color has energy as well. And it emits the colors that we surround ourselves with or put on our body emits certain emotions. And so I've done a lot of study with regard to the, the psychology of color. And I, I was in a career transitional pivot opportunity. I was working with this seminar company that I absolutely loved, had a phenomenal experience, but I knew it was time to make a transition. I also knew, quite frankly, that I should be paid more. <laughs> and, and through that, through that, that journey of looking for phenomenal opportunities, I went in and I negotiated an opportunity with a new organization. It was a new part of the country. It was a major move for my family, but I was able to three times my income. And I attribute part of that showing up and in that, in that negotiation to the clothes that I put on my body. And that was the color too that I selected for, for me that quite frankly, was a little non-traditional for this organization I was going to work for. And I had lots of mentors that said, Linda, oh, you, you really don't want to go down that path with, with that, that color of clothes or those clothes. You know, as we talked about this, I'm like, I just knew within myself that that's what I needed to do. And it, it paid off big time. Because I did show up in the way that I needed to show up to negotiate in the way that I knew I needed to negotiate. And I know that that, I mean, there were obviously all sorts of other factors, but that was a huge factor for me so that I could be as confident and show up in that negotiation as I needed to be. Good for you. And I have to ask, what was the color? <laughs> well, see, that's what's so funny now is, so the... The organization was, was a very, very conservative state organization, you know, navy blues and blacks and all that. And I wore a very light pink. Ooh, and I don't, I don't know if, if uh, is your show video too? I didn't know if you put it's them out. Video. Video. Okay. No. So I, I have extremely dark features. I have very dark, very dark hair. And so I was in this very light baby pink suit. And I mean, it, it was a suit. It was a business suit, but it was a light pink suit. Yeah, and it, it just is a contrast too. And quite frankly, I I love pink, and I show up a lot in pink. And people know that 
I don't know. It it wasn't a, you know, a Pepto-Bismol pink. It wasn't a Mary Kay pink. <laughs> but for me, it was, it was, it was the right pink. Yeah. And again, that's really critical too, is that the right color, the right tones, you know, the right shade. There's all these things that go into color for 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 you individually that speak to who who you are and what your energy is. So the other thing too, I want to tell you, Jen, there's actually statistics that have shown that based on color and also form, okay, so form meaning the the size for your shape and complementary to your shape has actually shown an increase of potentially 18% more. And these were salespeople that wore certain colors on on doing the same job, same type of prospects. And then they came back 30 days later and they put them in different colors and they saw an 18% increase. So they were doing the same thing, but psychologically what was saying to themselves and quite frankly to what they transmit and i'm i know that whatever we put on our body in our body surround ourselves with that there's an energy because people are always watching you they're whether you want them to or not that's just what's happening and we're making all the time decisions but what happens too as i call it this transference is that my energy goes out but it comes back in and it either sucks my energy down out of me or it actually fills me back up with energy. So that's that's clothes, that's color, that's what you put in your body, that's how you move your body, that's how you serve others, you know, servant leadership, conquering your fears, stepping out of your comfort zone, all of those things impact your energy of what it is you put out to the world. It comes back at you. It's like the sun. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that. It's like the sun. It does. It reflects back. And kudos to you for, you know, wearing the light pink and amongst all the dark (laughs) blue pantsuits. And, you know, just the fact that it made you feel confident enough to go in and negotiate and land the job and 3x your salary is huge. What an amazing story. And then and then to take that and be able to coach and, and share that with others who can potentially do the same thing is such a fun story. I am obsessed with color. I love that you brought that up. It's such a game changer in so many things, you know, just even from, you know, what you, what you wear to, we just painted our house a couple um, years ago. And that was a huge change, you know, in terms of thinking about color and everything. And so there's so much that goes into that that I think people just don't realize. And so putting some thought into it and, and bringing your, your best self forward in terms of color and what you put on your body is such a big deal, especially at work, because you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel confident and, and, and at your best. This made me think for some reason when you were talking about color, for some reason, I thought of Steve Jobs and his like signature look of the right. black mock turtleneck and the blue jeans and the sneakers and not a lot of color there, but that was certainly a signature look that he was pretty well known for. And the fact that he didn't have to make decisions about what he was going to wear because he was putting all of his energy into inventions and things like that. So just a different way to, to kind of think about, you know, a look or, or, or a uniform. Yeah, for sure. And however, I I am very quick <laughs> to point out he had already arrived before he Good adopted <laughs> that look. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, things are different now and things have changed, but it's very interesting that 
I'm even starting to see in some of the literature and studies that, you know, we've become extremely relaxed Mm -hmm. and relaxed is good. However, at the end of the day, is that, are your clothes impacting you from being more profitable or more Mm. productive? And that's the question that, that I would ask. So, you know, we may have folks that are like, well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he just wears, mm. you know, a hoodie and jeans. So that's how I'm going to show up to this interview. Well, guess what? I know you're telling your fo- your clients that may not be your best choice for right now. That's right. <laughs> so, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so it, again, it's, and, you know, and there's also, I know, well, if they don't like me as I am, then, you know, they're not for me. Well, yes, there's truth to that, but there's also... Again, what is it at the end of the day that you really want? And where do you really want to go? Yeah, because one of the images that was shared with me at one point in my career that has stuck with me, and this kind of, it kind of plays to that is, can you picture Cinderella working on Wall Street? (laughs) So you (laughs) can picture this big puffy, you know, blue gown and the white or the, the, the yellow big hairstyle and all the makeup and then amongst all those. Now, if that's really Cinderella's true style, trying to contort herself into a dark pantsuit every day probably is going to suck the energy out of her, you know? And so it's, it's, it's finding that balance and finding that match, but also making sure you're bringing your best foot forward when you go to an interview and, and all of those things. So yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah. Now, you just shared some really interesting research around a sales team that changed colors when they were working with potential clients, and there was some significant changes there. Any other examples or research about clothing um, that directly influences our behavior or emotions that you could share? I'm finding this very fascinating. Yeah, I, I you know what, actually, right before we came on, I was looking back through some of my stats. There are There are statistics and that even when we go in to work for an organization, we have a certain expectation of how the boss is going to show up. So when you are going to lead an organization, you may want to think and give some consideration about how is it that you're showing up. If you have employees showing up you in their dress, then you're not maybe going to have as much influence on those that you lead in that case. And, you know, this is such a personal topic that it is kind of hard to, it's not just one size fits all because we all have, we all have our unique strengths, our style. And let me illustrate it in one, another way. I worked at a university for many years and a university department, and it was a physical therapy department. I chaired the admissions committee for them. And one of our chairs, he, his, earth, his tones, his skin tones were very earth tones. And he would go to conferences and he would put on a navy blue suit and a white shirt. And he never truly felt like himself until at one of those conferences, it was very interesting. He came back and he was telling me this. And this is before I had started doing all the research that I'd done. I'd always had this interest in it. And this was early on in my career. But he said to me, Linda, we had this, this fashion analyst expert come talk about how we should really dress to our right skin tones. And he learned in that that his skin tones were more earthy, more neutrals, more warm type skin tones. But he could still step that up professionally. 
but it didn't have to be the at that point in time, you know, the navy blue suit, the white shirt. And he found that all of a sudden when he started to make those changes for him, his his own his own career, his own academic path continued to to explode. Mm-hmm. He ended up becoming the chair of the entire department. He ended up writing even more papers, presenting more papers. And again, he was true to the authentic self, but yet he showed up. So I don't know if that helps a little bit yeah. with regard to that process. Yeah, for sure. I always tell people, you know, when you're in a leadership role, it's almost like you're a movie star. Like all eyes are on you, whether you realize it or not. And so I think being confident and showing up and showcasing your image in a way that you're comfortable and that you want your team to, to see you in, I think that's really important. And, you know, the fact that your colleague here noticed a difference in the way that he was showing up when he changed colors or changed styles is a really big deal. You know, it's interesting. It makes me think about when I used to work in corporate and I was going into an office, you would never catch me in a dress. I was always like blazer and, you know, pants. And so Mm -hmm. when I changed to my self-employment, one of the first things I did was take all of my blazers out of my closet and put them in another closet in the far back of the house. And now I, I'm much more casual. I wear, you know, sweaters or kind of t-shirts and jeans. And, and I feel so much more comfortable. It's interesting that I spent, you know, 15 plus years in corporate in, in this certain uniform. And when I was shifting away from that, it was almost like letting go of an old identity. And I, I transformed my outfits, be, you know, as part of that, which I don't know. I just, there's got to be something to that. I, I didn't even realize I did it until somebody pointed it out to me. So another example. There is definitely something to that as well. And, you know, COVID has taught us a lot with regard to showing up on video conference and that sort of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You still want to step up your appearance. Yes. The rule of thumb, whenever you go into that, is to find out first off, how do people dress in the role that you're looking at? And so speaking to your to your clients, how are they dressing? And then quite frankly, just step it up one small step up, just a little bit, just to show some professionalism, some respect, quite frankly, as well. So, you know, I I, I giggle at your comment with regard to the jackets because I can relate, I relate to jackets, but I got to tell you, your jacket, any jacket is your secret weapon for men and women. Let me tell you why. So on a jacket, when you put on a jacket, in fact, I should have wore a jacket. A lot of times for interviews, I don't wear jackets, podcast interviews. I, <laughs> but if I were to show you a lot, I do this in live sessions all the time. I wear a jacket. I take off my jacket. And what happens when you remove a jacket, you lose 50% of your perceived authority. Wow. And you can visibly see that it happened whenever you do that. So I want I want you to try that sometime. I want you to, to you know, say to your friends or your husband, hey, I'm just going to stick this jacket on and you're going to see me in the ad jacket and then I'm going to take it off and tell me what you see. You'll see a whole change. And your jacket is your friend. If you're going to meet someone for the first time and you're wanting to step up your professionalism, you wear a jacket all the time. I'm a huge, huge, that's one of my soapboxes big time. <laughs> and I've had clients and actually people that have just heard me speak 
come back to me afterwards and say, I saw a huge difference. So I'm talking realtors, I'm talking young professionals, even my daughter, who's now a VP at Morgan Stanley, she saw that when she went in for for her reviews, she would put on that jacket. Whenever she went to meet someone new, she would put on that jacket. It also, it it takes off 10% of your of your weight too. Jackets are extremely slimming. Yes. <laughs> flattering for you as well, which is one of the reasons I like them a lot. But it's just this perceived authority that occurs and you remove it and you see a whole change. You'll, you'll, it's amazing. It's absolutely fascinating. I totally believe that. I'm a huge fan of, I love the blaze, you know, the blaze, even if it's with denim, you know, just a, a, yes. a jacket in denim or a jacket and pants is kind of my uniform when I was in corporate. I think once I left corporate, I switched the blazer for a denim jacket <laughs> with black pants. Uh-huh, sure. But either way, I do. I feel so much better when I'm wearing a jacket. Just to hear you, I didn't realize that there was anything there, but now that you're saying that, I definitely do. And I recognize it and I'm going to try it for sure. And I would encourage anyone listening to give that a shot. I love that it's the secret weapon too. <laughs> it, I is, believe it is. It. it is truly... And again, you know, it's not necessarily something you're going to want to wear every day if you're yeah. always with the people that you're in front of. But if you're giving, if you're been asked to give a presentation, any sort, or you are, you're speaking to the board, or it's a project you're leading, put on a jacket. You're meeting someone new for the first time, wear a jacket. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it will, it will change your professional life. Amazing. I can't wait to tell everybody this secret. <laughs> so... <laughs> Switching gears a tiny bit, are there any common misconceptions or myths about the impact of clothing on self-image that you've encountered that you could share with us? That is a a great question. So I guess the misconception and myths would be that the more comfortable I am, the more productive I am. That's a good one. And and let me let me tell you this, you know, some some will fall into the the trap that if I, you know, if I wear, if I wear a hoodie, you know, that's the most comfortable I am. So I'm going to be the most productive I am. And, you know, you may be for certain tasks, but there's, there's something about stepping up your appearance in whatever it is for you that steps up, that will actually step up your productivity time and time again. It also, and also just kind of just think about the times in your life Maybe a time in your life that you were going through a really rough time. You were discouraged. Maybe you've been looking for a job for months or in like my brother who who holds an executive MBA, he was out of work for a year, you know, but he showed up every day. He put on his some professional business casual clothes, but professional and showed up to hunt for a job. And what can happen is, is, if we get in this cycle of we go to our comfort clothes all the time, we will we will start to see that our mindset will start to not be in a growth place as well as our productivity can wane. Now, if you're in a creative type role, for instance, <laughs> and I know this myself because I've written some books, I find that if I know I'm in a day of just creating and brainstorming, then I'm going to wear clothes that I feel creative and brainstorming in. It is just the clothes impact us. 
However, that being said, I work out of my house and my shoe wear is a pair of slippers. <laughs> Same. <laughs> because is that my feet are comfortable in that. But you can bet that, you know, when I go to a networking event, I'm not wearing my slippers. <laughs> well, <laughs> or I'm speaking on a stage, I'm not wearing my wearing slippers. slippers so. Yeah. I love the contrast though of thinking about, I love how you put it, how, you know, if you're not feeling good and you're just in like your loungewear and the energy that's with that versus if you do show up for yourself, that's really what it is. It's showing up for yourself. And yeah getting dressed and showing, you know, a professional image in order to do your job or to do your job search or whatever that is, it changes the energy. And I always tell people, I'm like, showing up for yourself is going to change the energy that you're putting externally to the people that are receiving your connection requests or that are receiving your, you know, interview conversation. It's going to show up differently. I actually had a a beloved client. She was sharing how she had a, a Zoom interview And it was one of the final interviews in this very long process. And she told me how she wore high heels to her Zoom interview, even though nobody was going to see her shoes. It made her feel so much more confident that she was going to get the job. And guess what? She got the job. Probably not because she wore high heels, but it definitely helped her portray that energy and put that best foot forward. So it's about projecting that confidence, quite frankly. But more than more importantly is what's going on inside of you. That's really the key. Yeah. Do you have any other tips for that? So if somebody, say somebody isn't super, they don't find themselves super trendy or fashionista, you know, how do they use this knowledge about the relationship between clothing and self-image to help shape their presence? Do you have any more tips around that? Yeah. Find out what your colors are and then Mm. go to that complementary color. So... If there's a certain blue that just makes your eyes pop, then you go find something that you can put on. I'm like, ooh, I feel good in this. So that is that is what's key. The whole goal too, Jen, is to bring the eye up. So, you know, on, on Zoom, right? We're, we're the, the head to the chest, right? <laughs> <laughs> but even on Zoom, especially I know so many interviews occur on Zoom, You, the goal is to bring whoever it is that you're talking to, their eye up to your eyes Mm. because the eyes are the windows of the soul and that's Mm -hmm. where we're believed and that's where we make connections. Mm. And so you don't want something that's going to be distracting from going up to the eyes. So if you're meeting in person, the same sort of thing applies. Now, everything about making connections is to bring your eye up to the eye. So that means a complementary color that you can do, right? making sure that your clothes fit you, that they're not too big, nor are they too tight. Mm-hmm. Also, quite frankly, another huge thing is I don't know if you've ever gotten a stain on you, like something <laughs> in the morning that, you know, you drank a, a cup of coffee or, or or you had a salad at lunch and something drips or a sandwich dripped. You may have gotten it off or mostly off and you, no one else may see it. No one may else may even notice it, no. but psychologically, you know it's there. And so you need to do something about that. Yeah. So the same sort of thing, when I work with people, I'm going doing a closet clean out. You know, if we have, oh, let's just got a little stain on it. I'm like, okay, well, do you either want to get it out or we're going to say goodbye to it? Because psychologically, you're going to know that it's there. Yeah. So you get rid of it. Yes. <laughs> so those are, hopefully those are a few tips to help. Yeah, you got to bring that stain stick. What is that That stick that you can yeah. get your stain oh, yeah. out? Bring that tide, to your interview. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and I, I'm a big, I'm, I always have my tide stick with me. Yeah. Wherever I go. 
Yeah. And what this is reminding me of too is some of these tips that you shared is, you know, bringing people to your eyes and you having a conversation with someone that's going to boost the confidence. That's going to bring the confidence. That's going to bring the assurance that you are an expert in whatever you're talking about, or you are the one that's going to get the job done if you're in an interview. And so I think it all kind of just, and if you're in a color that you feel really good about, that's going to make you more confident as well. It all just kind of comes down to this feeling right, feeling confident, and just making yourself memorable and distinctive in in whatever you're trying to accomplish. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and even too, if you're, you know, your comment with regard to the fashionista, you don't have to be a fashionista. In fact, quite frankly, if you, one of the most greatest forms of, of elegance is to take something off. And what do I mean by that? For women, you may have accessorized a lot. Well, the key <laughs> is always to take at least one thing then off mm-hmm. because less is more. And again, you don't want your message being caught up in something else that's distracting. And there, it may be fun and there may be a place for that. Now, if you're going to work for a design company, then you may want to be a little more a little more dramatic or a little more, you edgy. know, push the push the bubble. Exactly. Edgy in whatever way that you need to be. Again, know your audience and we'll go one step up. It made me think of a friend, a conversation with a friend that I had who, so I told you I used to wear the blazers and the shirt and the pants and the shoes or whatever. And she always used to say, I, Jen, I just cannot put an outfit like that together. I don't know how you do it. So she wears dresses every single day and looks adorable and is very, you know, professional and everything, but it, it she doesn't have to put anything together. And I thought that that was fascinating. That is, that's a great, and you know, you mentioned too, Steve Jobs, with regard to mm. what his uniform is. There is something to be said about having, okay, this is my uniform to show up to, to my job. This is, mm-hmm. and so there's something about that. So maybe you have, so you don't have to have decision fatigue because mm-hmm. that is a real thing. Decision fatigue of, oh my gosh, what should I wear? Yes. Or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, for me even, it's like, okay, what eyeshadow should I wear today? <laughs> I mean, I have to, I think about that and I, I just like, <laughs> anyway, I tie everything together, but you may want to have a few things in your wardrobe that these are my uniforms. I worked with a woman, an amazing woman that that she had her uniform. The only thing she changed was her under the underpinning, the shirt underneath her blazer. Mm-hmm. The, otherwise her hair was always the same every day. Was, she was very, very pinned up. If you would mm-hmm. I'll refer to her, because that's how she would refer to herself as being very pinned up. But that was her. In fact, I'll never forget the first time I ever saw her in a non-professional setting. We were just getting together as friends for lunch on a Saturday. I had no idea that her hair was as long as it was. Oh my goodness. I was always, she always looked the same. And I'm like, I didn't quite know how to, I'm like, (laughs) I didn't quite know how to relate to her at first. I was just so stunned by it. But it's, you know, whatever works for you in helping you show up the way you want to show up. Yeah, it's like a trademark look. You have the trademark look that feels very comfortable and that you're kind of known for. And that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Well, Linda, this has been so much fun and so insightful. And I appreciate you sharing. And the way that I like to kind of wrap these conversations is to ask for your flourishing favorite. So a book or a podcast or a tool that's really helped you throughout your career that you would like to share with listeners. You know, I knew that you were going to be asking this question. I've thought a lot about that. I read a lot of different things. And I'm very fascinated with psychology, extremely fascinated with psychology. And I'm very fascinated with efficiency. 
Nazi. <laughs> so one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits by James Clare. Oh, such a good I one. I <laughs> love that book. I love, I've read it multiple times. Atomic Habits, by far, one of the best books out there. So thank you so much for sharing. We will definitely add those to the show notes, along with your two books to the show notes. So thank you, Linda. It has been so much fun talking with you. This is a topic I wanted to learn more about, and you certainly gave me a lot to think about. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. I could talk about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we'll have to do a part two in the future at some point. (laughs) So listeners, thank you you so much for tuning in. I also wanted to mention that Linda hosts a mindset mastermind where you'll walk away with a toolkit to empower you and your business with the growth mindset that she talked about, accountability, and this holistic approach to reaching your goals and dreams. And the next cohort is going to start in January of 2024. So if you're interested in that, I highly recommend reaching out to Linda and she will share more information with you. So that's a wrap for today. As always, you can find the detailed show notes on the blog at flourish.careers blog. I'll talk to you next time.